views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants and no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. Author's Hour. Get the story behind the story. It's all on the Author's Hour. You'll get to hear the authors talking about their books and the journey behind how it all began. Join the opportunity to hear the insights on what inspired them to write it. Now, here is your host, Wayne G. Barber. Good morning, America. Tuesday morning, 9.05. And that means another edition of the award-winning Author's Hour radio program on Smoking 99.9 FM and Non-Smoking 1380 AM since 1954. Right here broadcasting out of the Blackstone Valley. 14 different ways to listen to the show. Alexa, Apple, TuneIn Radio, Simple Streamer, free apps all over the place. And if you don't catch it live, remember you can always listen to the podcast at anchor.fm slash Wayne dash Barber and gaining an awful lot of traction. Association of Rhode Island Authors. Anyone can join the Association of Rhode Island Association of Authors. But you'll find that a published author and an aspiring author with a complete manuscript will benefit most from a membership. In addition, your membership fee helps support all Rhode Island's most talented writers. Benefits of being an ARA membership include networking with dozens of local published authors at our monthly meetings that are always held on the second Thursday of the month. Presentations from industry pros on a wide array of published topics, exclusive invitations to speak and conduct your presentations at libraries and other venues. Advance notice of any expos, festivals, and any other event where books are sold. A reduced table fee at the Rhode Island Authors Expo, a website link, an IRA's members directory, and so much more. Check us out at www.riauthors.org. I did. And Lively Literati is back at the East Greenwich Hotel on Main Street and uh, gaining a lot of traction on that also. Folks, if you or someone you know is celebrating a birthday and you want Wayne to announce it on his program, just send him an email. His address is WayneWNRI at Yahoo.com. Help make that special someone feel like celebrating with a birthday shout-out on WNRI. Thank you, Johnny. And happy birthday today to Charles Michelli. Uh, Charlie Rose turned 76 today. Happy birthday, Charlie. Uh, Sean DeMello, 28. Uh, my daughter-in-law, Lori, her brother's birthday today. Uh, another employee of Track Builders, Ryan Bliven, turns 37 today. And on tomorrow, 7.30, if you run into our very, very popular senator from Northern Rhode Island, uh, Republican Jessica De La Cruz, wish her a big happy birthday from all the folks at WNRI and a classmate of mine years and years ago. He has a couple of classes behind me, Johnny Rivett. Turns 69. Also, we're going to throw in something else new today before we get our interview. Treading the Deep. Inspirational lessons on life and leadership by Command Sergeant Major Retired Bradley Jones. This is going to be a good one. And it is summer. And we're going to keep a tradition going. We've done it three times now. We're going to have a beach blanket read. We're going to give away a book today to call the number two at 401-766-1380, 401-766-1380. 
401-769-0600. Caller number two. The name of the book is Surviving Myself, Jennifer O'Neill. Second caller. That's brought to you by Boroughville Motor Sales and Larry's 24-Hour Towing. Uh, one of the people that works there, Carrie, is a very, very avid reader. And the owner, Peter Druin, his dad helps him out in the mornings, Jerry, his wife, who's now deceased, was the most uh, ferocious reader I have ever met in my life. And, uh, you know, what a collection she had. So it's very appropriate for that company to sponsor the free book. Larry's 24-hour towing and Boroughville Motor Sales also has used auto and truck sales, vehicle state inspections for the state of Rhode Island, and that's Peter, Jerry, Brian, Carrie, the rest of the staff. And also with the heat wave coming the next five days, I saw a whole pallet of Freon. I'm glad my name wasn't on that invoice. Expert body work and insurance estimates all under one roof. 401-568-6286. Proud sponsor of a free book today for a beach read. On the line right now, we have author Bradley Jones. Could I give you a little synopsis about the author? Bradley P. Jones enlisted in the United States Army all the way back in 1984 and served until 1988 as a ground control approach repair uh, radar repairman. Upon completion of his initial enlistment and a break in service, he joined the Utah Army National Guard back in 93. His military awards and decorations include, but not included, not Limited to the Bronze Star Medal, Meritorious Service Medal, Army Commendation Medal, Three Oak Leaf Clusters, Army Achievement Medal, Good Conduct Medal, Second Award, Armed Forces Reserve Medal with an M device, even uh, Afghanistan campaign, uh, campaign uh, Global War on Terror, Terrorism Service Medal, you name it, I mean, it's page after page after page. The book, A Simple Decision, Can Change the Course of Your Life. Newly enlisted Private Bailey P. Jones finds that this is all too true when you choose to accompany his best friend, fundamentally changes the course of his own life, follow him as he leads a blended family, and an aviation battalion of battle-ready soldiers through setback, tragedy, and ultimate career triumph. Good morning, sir. Hey, uh, great to be here on the show with you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for writing this book. Absolutely. From the heart, thank you. Truly enjoy Absolutely. it. Absolutely, thank you. Thank you for your support. Why the book? Why did you feel compelled um, I, to write the book? I, I wrote it as uh, a tribute uh, to all the amazing soldiers um, that I served with, but also to highlight um, the leaders that were really instrumental uh, in mentoring me early in my career. Um, and, you know, that, as that career progressed on up, um, the book follows uh, the, my journey going from private all the way up to Command Sergeant Major. 
And um, I, I wanted, I told many stories uh, to young soldiers uh, when I became a senior leader. And uh, those stories in many cases were to bridge the gap between uh, myself and my position and, and where they were at in their career uh, as a way to show them or, or, or at least to share with them some of the funny experiences I had um, that, you know, helped me to become the, the person or the leader um, that was standing before them. And so it was a way to pay tribute to them and also to pass on many of the great lessons that I learned along the way that helped me um, in my career as a way to help them and theirs. I get an email right off the bat here. I only advertise it on Facebook, and I put it on, I think, two other websites yesterday, you know, when I got the confirmation from the publicist that you were able to squeeze it in your schedule. But Ernie from <laughs> Worcester, Massachusetts, says, I like this type of book. He says, I read a little bit about it on Amazon. With the, and it's his type of book, and he has just one question for you. Do you believe uh-huh. in a draft? Um, you know, a draft in many cases, um, would be a last resort. Um, and one of the things that's so great about the military, uh, and especially the United States military is that it's an all volunteer force and we've rarely had times where we haven't been able to, um, make the numbers, um, to replenish the military and even grow the military in many cases, uh, over the years and especially during my career, We've had many cases where the military was actually downsized, and so we've never had a problem um, achieving those numbers and having people that want to join the military and, in many cases, use the military as a you know as a jump-off point for the, their careers uh, and for the rest of their lives. And so, um, the great thing about the military is it's basically a microcosm of our great country. And takes people from all kind, all different, you know, um, areas of our country, different states, different climates, and you know, puts them together, and you know, uh, develops a team uh, with those people. And so, um, in many cases, it's 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 the even greater melting pot that our that our country's known for. And so, um, uh, the the draft is always. Uh, a tool that's available, but it's never really needed to be, you know, necessary, uh, at least in the in the time that I've been in, in uniform. My part of the education on that answer was years ago, I had a NASCAR franchise, and I was uh, lucky enough to know the Earnhardt family, and Junior got the sponsorship from the Army National Guard for a couple of years on the 88 car instead of the three. And I was lucky to have Junior uh-huh. and the car at my store in Pasco on display. And I got to know the recruiters very, very well, and I still have good relationships with them. And uh, one of them uh, mentioned to me, he says, he thought right now the four or five major services we have in the country, uh, enrollment is down from year to year. An astounding twenty-eight percent. Do you feel that's correct? Well, when we hear that the economy is going well, that's when uh, enrollment can dip. But when the economy, when we're in a recession, then then 
enrollment goes back up, and we've seen that wave over the years. And so, um, you know, it's it can be at times feast for famine. I've had plenty of people, especially uh, in the, leading an aviation battalion, that have come to me, and they're aren't slots available, they end up getting on a waiting list because they want to work on uh, helicopters. And so, and then there are times when the doors are open and and they can accept as many recruits as as are out there. So, um, you know, in many cases, the the economy can have an effect on on recruiting um, and a recession can, can definitely send in people that probably otherwise might not consider joining um, and want to serve in uniform. And so um, I, I think that the, that, that can have, the, have a huge effect on, on the numbers and the flow. I've watched a lot of old movies, and there was always a scene in it when the judge would have a juvenile in front of him. Especially a southern judge, not to be prejudiced or anything like that, but he would look at the young man, and that young man would have a snarly face on. He'd say, "I'm going to give you an option, you know, 90 days in detention as a juvenile, or did you think about joining and serving for your country?" Is that a fact or a myth? Is there any validity to that anywhere in the country? No, absolutely there is, because I actually ran into people that uh, faced that uh, that situation where they were, you know, in front of a judge, and the judge told them, look, you either join the military or you're going to do, do some time in jail. And, um, and I think it was more prevalent back uh, earlier in my career, um, and so, or at least that's where I heard about it more as a young soldier, because they were obviously a young soldier uh, serving alongside me, and so yeah, absolutely that that that's a that's a, a truthful uh, a legend. So I would consider that on the authors out here. Oh, we have a winner too on the book. Call on number two, uh, Jerry. Thank you very much for the people that called in on the free book today for the beach read. But uh, uh, getting back to that, uh, the authors hour. This is the first time we've unveiled a fact check on the air on a subject matter that I was thinking about. So I feel like a national celebrity now. We did a fact check, yeah, a political fact check that, in fact, that has happened in the past. And hopefully it's still happening somewhere in our great country. I, I'm well, a proponent of it. I really I, am. Absolutely. I'm sure judges in this day and age are smart enough. To realize the benefits uh, of, you know, guiding those those individuals into uniform um, rather than uh, incarcerate them. My dad has just turned ninety six, a World War II veteran. I believe right now, after last week, there's down to two in Northern Rhode Island. And the honor flights are getting emptier and emptier and now being replaced by the Korean veterans for those uh, prestigious uh-huh. honor flights down to uh, Washington. But uh, in his day, you know, his brother went in, he went in uh, because of World War II at that time and because they wanted to serve for our country and put everything as newlyweds, too, and went in. Uh-huh. And I respect him for the service. And he, he gave me a description the other day. 
at 96 years old, that he kept in his heart and in his mind all these years, and he very rarely talks about the hell he went through. He had two Purple Hearts, uh-huh. you know. But he said to me, he says, you know, he said, we went over and we came back on the QE2. They refitted the whole thing for the servicemen and that. Oh, oh I've, I was wearing a shirt from the Midway. One of my kids just come back uh, from vacation from San Diego to the Midway's on display out there. So they got me a T-shirt, mm-hmm. Midway San Diego. So when he saw me wearing the shirt, it triggered him to, at 96 years old, open up to me and just relate one of his stories. And he said, you know, we went over from New York from the QE2. And he said, we were uh, all blown away as farmers from, North, uh, from New England on the size of the ship. And they were willing to gut it to make it for military purposes. And he says, you know, uh, the Midway or your cruise ships, uh, Norwegian lines, it's so luxurious with your separate compartments. He says, we weren't too high. He says, we were four bunks high on every single compartment. And he says, the only thing they couldn't outfit the QE2 to was... For the bathroom facilities. And he says he'll uh, never forget the stench on the floors. Because, I mean, that many people, you got to go. And oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was just a constant washing and washing and washing. He says, but he'll never forget the smell and the scent of that much human waste in a confined area. And that was an experience oh, yeah. that I had never heard about or even read about. Well, you know, the military, modern military serving in austere environments deal, deals with the same thing in this day and age. Um, because that's one of the things when you arrive into a location, and you might be the first one there. And so you're, you're setting up all the facilities that are necessary, you know, for, for soldiers to, to live and operate in. And so, um, yeah, that's a very real part of the modern day military to this day. I got a an article from the Harrisville Library uh, right around Veterans Day. Uh, my dad carried the wreath up for the unknown soldiers and stuff like that. And uh, I got a, a news bulletin from the Harrisville uh, Library, Jesse Smith Library, on uh, how the military uh, worked with our mills in the Industrial Revolution. We had so many mills in New England on all the rivers and stuff. And in our town up in northern Rhode Island, Stillwater Wisted, uh, Mr. Levy, philanthropist, uh, to this day we still have many, many buildings that he donated. He was a total proponent of the military, the draft. And even though he had four or five mills, they had their own newspaper, a monthly newspaper, the Stillwater News, for all their employees. And don't you know, I got a copy of my aunt being on the cover from 1943, Lillian Pepler, as the first black from New England, from Stillwater, uh-huh. of her going in as a whack volunteering from the mill. Leaving the mill and offering your services at a whack. Her husband was already in the military, in special forces. So both family members joined the service. 
And Mr. Austin T. Levy, who is a very iconic figure in Northern Rhode Island for what he's done in Bermuda and other places, he paid her every day she was in the service her regular pay while she was gone and awarded that to her when she came back to that's well, a, that's we, you the, know, we obviously obviously have some amazing people in our country um, and people that um, have the ability to step up um, over the years, and especially uh, during World War One and World War Two, and since then that have absolutely stepped up and um, helped out in the cause. And um, I even have uh, family members from my past that were served, um, you know women that served in uniform and and their tremendous uh contribution in history is is invaluable to to the to our nation and so uh, it's great to hear those stories and that those stories are being told the part of the book that really touched me was the first part of it uh the female drill instructor uh you're 118 pounds soaking wet trying to keep your weight to stay in the service. And I can picture this because a lot of my friends would have Vietnam the same thing. But then she says, I'm going to give you one more opportunity. Has anybody had drugs in the last 30 days? And I'm saying to myself, that was back then in the 80s. How could you do that now with the drugs being legal in so many states? Well, that that one's still not legal in the military. So, uh, you know, word to the wise, especially, especially the, those uh, young people out there that may be thinking about joining the military. Um, yeah, still not uh, still not accepted, uh, even though it may be accepted in parts of our society, but uh, def- definitely not accepted for those serving in uniform. Now, what would uh, a normal period be on that? Is there a stand? Is it ninety days? Your body will naturally cleanse that. Um, you know, you'd have to ask a doctor that. Um, there's plenty of rumors flying around. There, there always have been uh, for, for those in the military. Uh, you know, plenty of rumors that have always flown around about um, this or that that you can take. Um, never known if any of that stuff was ever true or not. Um, <laughs> the, the, the best, uh, the best uh, advice I could give to a young person is uh, abstinence from those, those things <laughs> that... Uh, are on the banned list. How long was your tour in Afghanistan? Uh, we were there for, um, the tour was a year. Uh, we were actually in country for nine months. Nine months. A hellhole, to say the least. You know, and the one the one good thing that, about the military, and, and especially in Afghanistan, is we were, we were up in the northeast corner of Afghanistan, and there was a, a provincial reconstruction team, uh, a base that was run by the German military while we were there. And their sole purpose was to go out into the town um, that was close by. And it was a pretty substantial, you know, a town probably um, maybe 50, 100,000 people. Um, and their job was to go out and to, uh, you know, provide infrastructure projects to provide water and electricity, um, you know, clean running water. Uh, and so, our job were, was to provide security for the, for the, the German military in their, the accomplishment of, of those missions and stuff. And so that was one of the great things about being there. Um, 
was to see that you know we're 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 there, but we're also helping out. We're also helping the the, the regular folks and um, making their life better. And and I had many friends served in Iraq who came home and said the same thing. That they um, were there were many civil uh, projects ongoing um, that our military uh, basically spent their time over there and and fixed sewage systems. Uh, you know provided materials and, and built schools and, um, and helped out the, the people there. So it wasn't about us um, going over there and, and doing you know, what, what the military does to defeat the, the enemy. It was about being there and, and helping out the, the, the common people and, and making their life better. And so that was a, that was a, a tremendous privilege uh, for me to see that. You come from a long-term military family background? Uh, no, actually, I don't. My, uh, my, my grandparents um, were uh, married by the time um, World War II rolled around and had children. And as far as I know, my grandfather tried to get in, um, but I think there were some issues uh, physically with his feet that wouldn't allow it. Um, but I had uh, uh, his brothers um, served, and so um, kind of you know off to the side, um, up on my at the, my grandfather's level that were able to, to serve and um, and serve in World War II and, and things like that. So. Um, not directly above me in my line, but definitely uh, uh, close by. So, to this day, do you miss leaving the military? Absolutely, absolutely. There, uh, there's something to be said about um, the the sacrifice, uh, serving in uniform, serving along fellow soldiers. Um, you know, there, there are plenty of people that join the military like my initial intention was just to join for college money and then get out. Um, and then I did get out for a little bit, but it just always stayed with me and kind of felt like a calling to me. And so uh, I was privileged enough to come, you know, to go back and, and reenlist. And, and, and then obviously the book talks about the, the ascension of my career going from you know, a young sergeant all the way up to command sergeant major. Um, but, you know, for those soldiers that serve and, and get out and, and some of them may, um, may have seen serious combat or, or had, you know, some serious sacrifices that they made, but I can promise you that they'll always look back on those times. Um, and the majority of them, uh, in my opinion, the vast majority of them have, have always looked back, um, and and been grateful that that they made those sacrifices for our country and there's so many stories of military people coming back into civilian life and taking that you know that same mentality into a civilian job where they're willing to go the extra mile they're they're willing to um to step up and 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 help out in any way they can and so i think they provide an invaluable service wherever they go in society and and so you know my, my book is a tribute to them also if you're just tuning in you're wnri worldwide alexa apple TuneIn radio 
so many different ways to listen to the show. And we have Command Sergeant Major Retired Bradley Jones discussing his new book out, Treading the Deep, Inspirational Lessons on Life and Leadership. It's a 10 out of 10. And I, you know, I don't think there'll be an endless supply of military books coming out because they're always just a different story. And this one here captivates you and brings you into the book like you're getting on the bus at 18 years old and gets into your head of what would be going through you on induction day and being moved around the country. And it's so well done. It's very captivating and gets you right into it. done a real good job. How big was the edit on the book? Well, the majority of the credit uh, for the the pace, you know, and the storyline and the narrative uh, has to go to my um, to my fantastic editor, uh, Ginger Kolbaba. Um, what I sent her uh, was a very rough draft, um, and she um, really helped me um, to uh, set up the storyline and just keep it, the storyline going throughout and and. And so, in many cases, she, um, I kind of felt like my my uh, rough draft or my initial chapters were kind of me hovering above the situation, and she helped me um, to write to where I brought myself down in the situation, and I brought the reader down into the situation. So that's the comment I, I hear the most: is just that people feel like they're with me on the ride, and um, and and many of the reviews people have said that um, that it's one incredible ride and um, they feel like they live it with me and especially military people that have commented back to me um, that have said um, they, uh, I had one guy uh, in a recent review say, I could taste the dirt uh, when you were talking about yep. the agree. you know, the part in basic training and stuff, I could taste the dirt of his experience in basic training and so um you know, I'm tremendously grateful for for those people that have reached out to me and and expressed those things because that that's that's uh, um, the majority of that credit would have to go to my fantastic editor. I got an email from Jerry B from Jamestown, Rhode Island, and he's a avid listener to the Author's Hour, and he usually sends me every other week a real decent email. And he said he caught the first part of today's show. And your uh, military person actually spent time in Afghanistan. Ask him if he would be kind enough as a command sergeant major to give his opinion on our way of withdrawal when we left Afghanistan. Would you have handled it differently? Absolutely. Uh, I I would have... uh handled that differently um but in our uh society and the way our uh, democracy set up um when the president of the united states makes a decision um then the military salutes and moves out and his decision was to pull pull um our military forces out of the country in very much the same way that president obama pulled them out of iraq um that creates um some collateral um some collateral situations, uh, 
and many of them not pleasant and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I, I did not feel like that was, uh, uh, done correctly. It, there, it wasn't a phased withdrawal. Um, and so I know president Trump had t- talked about a possible phased withdrawal when he was president. Um, and I, uh, I firmly believe that a phased withdrawal would have been the better way, um, to handle the situation. Um, so, but like I said, the president makes a decision and, and the military salutes and moves out and executes. So that's, that's the way it's set up. Thank you for so, fielding that yeah, question. I definitely, it, it wasn't blindsided. It's it's something I thought it was appropriate, <laughs> you know, because you had served. Absolutely. There, so you had ties to that yeah. area. Now, I'm not sure Absolutely. if the later part of the book covers this subject matter, but another touchy subject is to me when I take my dad at 96 down to the VA in Providence, I've noticed the last two or three years uh, the upgrades in the VA hospitals. Uh, with the services, more people, more customer service, uh, follow-up calls. Is that something that you're active in in retirement now, uh, going around to the VA hospitals to uh, support our troops? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I live south of Salt Lake City. Uh, the VA hospital here in, in Utah and Salt Lake City is phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal people. Um, I've escorted um, a number of soldiers up there uh, to receive treatment and um, and followed uh, you know followed that up uh, with contact with those soldiers and making sure um, that they're uh, availing themselves of the services that their um, that their uh, combat tour um, prov- provides for them and so um, honestly. Um, thoroughly impressed with the facilities with the the kindness and care that we received i I know there's horror stories out there um, well there was in the past but um, i think they're being rectified daily i really do absolutely absolutely and and i've seen it firsthand and and i still even though i'm retired i still follow up many soldiers um, that served under me and still have soldiers that reach out to me and ask me questions. Um, and so I have the, you know, the liaison um, phone numbers uh, to those people at VA that help helps guide soldiers into that, um, into the system and, and you know, provide to them um, invaluable service as far as who they can contact, where they can go, appointment set up, that kind of thing. And so... Um, it's they they've been just fantastic okay i gotta ask you one thing here for the young listening audience a lot of people are out of school right now and like you say the economy right now there is a lot of jobs out i've never seen so many jobs available in the papers what papers we have left right now at outstanding prices uh a young person 18 19 years old caught in a rut uh, family broke up. Mom and dad broke up. He's looking for options. She's looking for options. What advice would you have for a young person who's contemplating, well, maybe the service is the best place for me? What would you say the number one, two, and three questions he has to ask him or herself before they make that decision? Uh, well, um, in many ways... Uh, the military will provide for you um, 
and in many ways the military is a giant blended family and um, in in one of the chapters in the book it talks about the the sudden death of my first spouse and how you know at that funeral I looked around and realized that so many of my brothers and sisters in uniform had stepped up in my life and were there for me and stuff and that we we were family and all you know I was in I was in um, Kuwait when September 11th happened and then the tour in Afghanistan and those experiences um, in many cases congeal uh, the the soldiers that serve and so it's uh, can be a blended family and so I would advise them to consider the military in that sense that you know they're going to go to basic and they're going to meet somebody um, their battle buddy or whatever group they're in and whatever platoon they're in and and have experiences with those individuals that um, will resonate with them throughout the rest of their lives. Um, I'm in contact with my battle buddy. Um, he lives in Dallas, Texas, and um, we're in contact with each other, in contact with many, many soldiers that I served with early in my career um, that have gone on to do other things. And, um, you know, the, the beauty of it, of it is that we're, we, we see each other or we communicate with each other and um, you feel those bonds are, are there and they're, they're as strong as ever. And so um, if somebody feels, you know, that their family situation is, is an ideal, um, then I would, I would uh, definitely um, say consider the military and, and know going in that um, it, it's a giant blended family and, and wherever you go, you're, you're going to experience, um, a, a, you know, the um, uh, friendships that uh, you may have never otherwise had, and I, I count myself as extremely blessed and grateful for the friendships uh, that I've uh, created over the years, and and continue um, to to uh, interact with those people that had a tremendous impact on me. And so, um, you just I don't think that there's uh, another organization out there that can provide all those things um, like the military does. Name of the book is Treading the Deep, Inspirational Lessons on Life and Leadership by Command Sergeant Major Retired Bradley Jones. Thank you very much for calling in the Author's Hour, and thank you again for writing this book. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure. Okay. That concludes the first part of the show. What a, I could have went three hours. AuthorsHourBookstore.com New and slightly read books If you heard our author interview on our Authors Hour every Tuesday at 9 a.m. we will stock it Call Wayne W1RI at Yahoo.com for any locator service or a closed out book Again, it's the new AuthorsHourBookstore.com Over 400 titles on file out of a library of 4,000 in my inventory. Uh, Wayne, WNRI at Yahoo.com will make the arrangements and get it right to your door. I mentioned today's show for another 10% off and free shipping over $100. Uh, big sale going on. 
the trailer got there Thursday afternoon, and this is got to get out there because there has been a big shortage the last couple of years with everybody stocking up, uh, thinking something was going to happen. But Bullseye Shooting Supplies scored really good on a real big shipment of live ammo. A thousand round cases, a nine millimeter, 223, a Winchester 556, uh, 55 grain on that, uh, 125 round boxes. I believe the sale price on that was $89.95 when I was walking by. But Paul Conley got really scored good on this with his 38 years of valuable experience at Bullseye Shooting Supplies. Now, what makes him different from the rest? There's no archery. There's no fishing. It's shooting supplies. They are the experts on it. Uh, rifles arriving daily, scopes, knives, gift certificates, black powder, anything in black powder, at Bullseye Shooting Supplies. Now, he's an ex-military man and likes his army jeeps and stuff like that. So, precisely, Monday through Saturday, it's 9.30 he opens. Don't try him at 9 o'clock. It's 9.30. Bullseye Shooting Supplies, 401-766-4409. Oh, I can smell that coffee brewing. Hogan Brothers Coffee. It comes right down the Blackstone Valley all the way from Webster, Massachusetts. Because the brewing is going on right now with Hogan Brothers Coffee available at Book Lovers Gourmet. Your local independent bookstore owned and operated by Debbie Horan since 1995. She doesn't look that old, though, I'll tell you. She really takes care of herself. Again, Hogan Brothers Coffee, and it's also available by the pound. All the pastries are by Phyllis Bakery and new arrivals every day. Special orders, no problem at all. Book signings, local authors, poetry, children's, puzzles, games, you name it. 1,500 square feet now at 72 East Main Street in Webster, Mass. Official hours are 10 o'clock today at 508-949-6232. It's Book Lovers Gourmet. Debbie Horan will be awaiting your arrival. What a nice family business. Using mom and dad are there at the same time. Another phenomenon that I just can't get out of my mind when I was a kid growing up was the Green Hornet and Superman. The renaissance comeback of comic books in our literary field. It's from Hunger Games and all the blockbuster hits and all the cinemas. If you look back the last three years, the number one box office hits have been the action stuff. Captain America, the Avengers, so on and so forth. And it's had a ripple effect right down to comic books. And what a business this is. We are at the Dragon, intersection of Route 100 and 102, Green Dragon Comics and Green Dragon uh, Gift Shop. Same location. And a computer-savvy lady, uh, social media, check it out on Facebook and on her website, Magic the Gathering, Fortnite. If she doesn't have your comic book... She can have a locator service. She's got the best reputation in the business. Any new arrivals, sealed events, dual events, you geeks out there know what I'm talking about. Green Dragon Comics and Green Dragon uh, Collectibles, 401-949-2076. We are at the Dragon.
1958 made it all the way to number five. I like Bowser's version better myself. But uh, also, transportation and limousine services provided by CJ Trans of Fairbanks and our beautiful receding hairstyle by Worcester Hair Company. Lori does a fantastic job on that. And another PSA announcement. I got an email this morning from my good friend Ben and Ben's Lemonade Stand. Uh, August 20th, Saturday from 10 to 4 p.m. since 2010. He's already got five tables with all gifts already at 90 Maureen Circle up in Mapleville, Rhode Island. And all proceeds, over $15,000 to date, go 100% to the Burrowville Animal Control by Ben's Lemonade. Mark your calendar, Saturday, August 20th from 10 to 4 p.m. over at Maureen Circle. Also, Little General Stores, there's one in your neighborhood, and they're going to be talking about chicken drumsticks. Not Ludwig. We're talking chicken uh, chicken drumsticks at 99 cents a pound. Whole white American cheese, $5.99 a pound. And who loves a wiener? Wieners at $4.89 a pound at Little General Store. Jeff and Chef Gary McLaughlin will be talking about those chicken drumsticks Wednesday morning on Recipe for a Good Day. The trailers are back, and the he shed is open. Not the she shed, the he shed over at Northeast Race Cars and Speed. Also the home of Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair with the best brake job 
in Northern Rhode Island. Race Car Parts Supplier and Custom Fabrication, Chassis Setup, they're actually building race cars and race trucks in Harrisville, Rhode Island at Six Hill Road. Simpson, MSD Ignition, Willwood, Moroso, so much more. Race car parts from a career-long racer, Shane Hopkins, 2010 national champ when he was back with Kid Rock on the modified circuit. And don't forget the lower divisions, too. He paid his dues down to Seacock Speedway. He had the Bandoleros and the Legend Cars with one of his grandsons. So he's got all the divisions covered to get you and Victory Lane. Northeast Race Cars and Speed. Uh, locally on a Cox number, 401-710-9992. Or nationwide to get those parts. They ship every day. Scotty gets them out by 11 o'clock by calling one 800 766 Four seven four eight, Northeast Race Cars and Speed, and Hopkin Brothers Auto Repair, along with the He Shed, right there in Harrisville, Rhode Island. Local workers and local taxpayers. Got a lot of events coming up too with the Ari Association, and uh, also, I just got another email in for help wanted one of our sponsors uh, today. One of our sponsors to give away the book. And we gave away to caller number two, Surviving Myself by Jennifer O'Neill, for a beach blanket read for the summer. Compliments of Cereal's Pizzerama and Restaurant, along with Boroughville Motors and Larry's 24-Hour Towing. Because Jimmy has now parlayed it into a Tuesday beach blanket pizza special. What a beautiful idea. The kids are out of school. A large cheese pizza, 15 slices. Rectangle on a nice cornmeal crust. Only $7. Add some pepperoni, some black olives, mushrooms. Oh, what a gourmet treat. And also the Sunday dinner for two. I put the challenge out at WayneWNRIYahoo.com. If your restaurant, your favorite restaurant can match this or do better, every Sunday at Cereal's Pizza Rammer and Restaurant, Sunday dinner for two. Your uh, entrees are six to ten choices, whether it be Italian, poultry, uh, pork, or beef, or seafood. Actually, five when you really break it down. And he changes it up, too, so you don't get bored. But what I like about it, there's no strings attached. It includes your drink, whether it be soda or coffee, including decaf. They usually make me a fresh pot. I feel special. And then... At that day, you should give your server an extra fin. It'll make you feel good, make them feel good, and make Jimmy and Teresa feel good, too. And then you'll get a tap on your shoulder. Oh, by the way, Mr. Baba, you're still entitled to a free dessert for twenty three ninety nine. All of that in the above. So... I'm going to get the lemon meringue, but maybe my cardiologist is listening, so I better switch it over to bread pudding. But Sunday dinner for two, $23.99 at the Bridgeton Triangle, Cereals, Pizza Rimmer, and Restaurant. And the email add-on I got in, business is so good. We're back to the full breakfast schedule six days a week. We could use two more experienced service, male or female, but do not call for the job. Apply in person, the old-fashioned way. Handshake and look you in the eye. But if you do want to get a delivery tonight for the All-Star Game, 
Call 401-568-7187. They haven't lost an order yet. Cereal's Pizza Rim and Restaurant over there at the Bridgeton Triangle. Great folks. I got to do it because five of my sponsors jumped on board. So it's going to be the same advertising, multitasking. Uh, we got a huge fundraiser. Uh, Peter from uh, Buttleville Motor Sales, Peter Druin. We were talking about him this morning with the free book giveaway. He was eating here the other night with Carrie and overheard uh, one of the waitresses talking about, do you hear about the Boy Scout troop in Pasco is getting real dire need of funds and keeping afloat? So he said, how can I help? And they sat down and brainstormed, and we're going to have a motorcycle ride. It's going to begin at Katie's Tavern on August 27th, sponsored by Peter Druin of Boroughville Motor Sales and Larry Stowen. Vehicles welcome at 2168 Chapachet, Katie's Tavern, the iconic uh, place where George Washington uh, had a brew. Check-in is at from 10 to 10.30. Kickstands up at 11 o'clock and concludes at Katie's Tavern with a free roasted chicken, pasta, salad, and rolls. Compliments of Cereal's Pizza Rama. Unbelievable. You're going to have stops along the way at the Music Lady, White L's Famous Pizza over in Connecticut, and Dev's Historic Tavern in Arizona. Sponsored by... And I'm proud to announce Boroughville Motors, Katie's Tavern, Cereal's Pizza, Champ Liquors from South Main Street in Pasco, not to be confused with the one on one socket. Christy Liquors has also come on board. And my good friend Norm Patterson over at Pat's Service Station all came to the forefront to help out the Boy Scouts at Pasco for the bike run. You know, the most popular thing in the country is women smoking cigars, but I really think it's motorcycles. Everybody thinks they're an easy rider now. August 27th, and get on your motorcycle ride at a really good charity. And all these nice small businesses in Northern Rhode Island coming to the forefront. How's that for an ad? You know, I think Oscar would really approve that. Hairstyles again today by my uh, daughter-in-law, Wista Hair Company. What a great show today. 9.57, I can't believe it. I still got my uh, allergy uh, speech, so I keep it watered down a little bit. And let me make sure that I got everything covered to make this show possible. And, you know, I've got one left, and they're opening today in about 10 minutes. Harvest Moon Health Foods, right over on Route 21, in uh, Putnam, Connecticut. Now, you're asking, where's Route 21? I know that sounds familiar. Take Route 44, heading into Putnam, and the last set of traffic lights with the new car dealers are, hook a left, right there. That's Route 21. And right in front of you is the Colonial Plaza, where Harvest Moon is located. Seven-day operation. They've got it all. I get my uh, allergy stuff for elderberry, cranberry, uh, real whole milk. Is still available in Connecticut. I get my natural honey that I put on my oatmeal in the morning. And I even get coconut brown sugar for my wife who just started with diabetic. That's the first thing you're supposed to start with. They've got that and so much more. Seven days a week at Harvest Moon Health Foods on Route 21. The phone number is 860 
uh, 928-2352. And uh, also, I observed something else here the other day. You know, great customer service with the small companies instead of the big box. Somebody come in and had a conversation at the counter. They saw this on Facebook, and then they saw this new pill that was on uh, uh, TV commercials on cable. Do you know the customers, they ordered that right up for them? We'll put it in, and we'll see how it goes. That's the flexibility of small businesses, and that's why we're proud to have them sponsoring all the fine programming right here at WNRI. Don't touch that dial. We are just warming up. Another 17, 18 hours of talk radio on the local level, state level, national level, and very good programming. And I'd like to thank the Bouchard brothers for entitling us to uh, stay within the FCC rules and get some good quality programming out there. I'd like to thank uh, Command Sergeant Major Retired Bradley Jones for writing Treading the Deep. Available at all your outlets. And remember tomorrow, RideYahoo.com, and for tuning in to the Author's Hour. Remember to shop locally and to read a book. And tomorrow, please have the best day of your life. Your host, Wayne G. Barber.